Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are in the world and what time it is when you're tuning in. This is Perrin Desports, and I'm your host for the Group Practice Accelerator podcast from Polaris Healthcare Partners. If you're an entrepreneurial dentist or physician and you're interested in building a successful group practice, you found your primary resource for some of the industry's best business education. My partner, DeWalker Sinha, and I have decades of experience helping people just like you launch, scale, and ultimately exit successful group practices. In short, we create clarity, confidence, and results. Well, welcome everybody to yet another episode of the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. I've got, I'll say a guest on the show with me today, and I say he's a guest, technically owns half the company with me. My partner, DeWalker Sinha. It's been a little while since we've had DeWalker on the microphone with me. This is going to be a lot of fun because we're going to talk about the state of the M&A markets and some time that he spent last week at the McGuire Woods Healthcare Private Equity Conference here in Charlotte, where he was also on a panel. Give you a lot of insights from the top of the food chain, what's being discussed in the market, and a whole heck of a lot more. You know it'll be a note-taking episode, so get your pad and pen ready for another wonderful cup of that Mila coffee. The Group Practice Accelerator podcast is on the air. Well, welcome everybody once again to another episode of the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. This is an episode that I have been looking forward to recording for the better part of a month, even though we may have only just put it together about a week ago. My partner, DeWalker Sinha, is back behind the microphone to join me on today's episode. Dee, thanks for a couple of minutes of your time and your insight. Appreciate having you on today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, you know, I don't really have a whole lot of a choice when we talk about these things. That notwithstanding, I think today is going to be um, uh, a fast-paced, probably wide range of topics that's going to center around M&A, maybe the state of the M&A markets as we're now into the fourth quarter of the calendar year, uh, as well as some of the information that uh, that you gleaned from some time you spent last week at the McGuire Woods Healthcare Private Equity Conference. So McGuire Woods is um, a law firm, an international law firm. Um, uh, they are arguably one of the preeminent firms in the entire healthcare M&A space. They do a lot on formation for uh, clients. Uh, they do a lot on sell-side representation. They do an awful lot on buy-side representation as it relates to um, the private equity firms that they work with, or legal counsel, not representation, excuse me. But um, they host two private equity conferences each year, uh, one in the late spring and one in the early fall. And the one that's in the early fall happens to be in our backyard here in Charlotte. And this year, um, we we usually attend the conference. And this year, you actually were able to, to be a, a panelist. Um, do you want to maybe, before we dive into the panel, do you want to talk a little bit about just spending time at the conference, what you, the pre- presentations you might have heard, conversations you had on breaks, things like that. Maybe set the context for our audience for what this uh, healthcare private equity conference is all about. Uh, sure. Yeah. So first of all, uh, you know, many thanks to Bart Walker and Anna Timmerman over at McGuire Woods. Uh, so the, the the two conferences, uh, you know, one in Chicago, one in Charlotte. The Chicago one is more equity. Uh, again, it's it's all healthcare focused, uh, so it's not just dental. It's 
kind of looking at a macro viewpoint on the uh, equity side. And then on the um, Charlotte component has a, a primary focus is finance um, and debt markets and capital markets. And it, but that said, there are uh, equity players in the space. So the focus was what are the trends in the space that are happening, not just in the, I was in the dental and specialty dental panel, but behavioral health, um, uh, orthopedics, um, this uh, specialty space such as dermatology, plastic surgery. Uh, you know, there was a, uh, a panel also on the regulatory issues um, that are with uh, antitrust and other healthcare verticals that are currently uh, happening. We've seen a lot of communication on that on LinkedIn. So just overall healthcare macro trends, uh, regulatory issues, uh, finance, uh, M&A, this, the Charlotte one is, is I really enjoyed because it, it kind of covers the the full breadth overall. And then the, the the Chicago one is is great in fact that you have a lot of conversations around valuations and structures and things like that. So uh, again, many thanks to the McGuire Woods team and uh, Martin Walker and Ann over there. Yeah. So this was um, uh, I don't want to say an easy conference, but it's in our hometown, so it makes it easier for us to attend it. And there's always um, uh, some industry titans and heavyweights sharing information, and and it's interesting based on the fact that it's also typically around the start of Q4 of the calendar year when when M&A activity is at a uh, full fever pitch. Um, do you want to? maybe share some insights in terms of the things that you heard at the conference and conversations that you have, just some general broad brush takeaways. And then we'll dive into the, the um, dental panel that you were, you were on for more specificity, but any, any key takeaways or, or big thoughts out of the conference itself? Uh, yes. I mean, I think of overall, you um, know, capital markets uh, um, focus a little bit more on how deals are being done. The structure of those deals. This is not just uh, um, a, a a dental or um, um, aesthetics uh, industry issue. It's overall a a lending issue, and I think that goes from you know just look at the mortgage markets. Mortgages right now, I think thirty are fixed around seven and a quarter or seven and a half. Um, you know, compare that to two years ago when they're three three and a half. You know, we can kind of see there the the how that impacts overall pricing or uh, overall affordability. So I think. You know those things when you're transacting on deals, 50, 100, 200 million dollars, and cost of capital is 450 basis points higher. Um, I think uh, there's a lot of conversations around. Um, you know, how are we lending? You know, what are the covenants we need to have in place? Uh, how do we navigate the you know market over the next you know six to 12 months? Maybe a little longer as uh, um, hopefully the you know the uh, the uh, pricing conditions uh, tend to soften going into middle to you know latest end of next year but i think the conversations at the conference are around um hopefully around the middle of next year uh, that we should see some softening in pricing as far as uh, cost of capital so overall very optimistic very positive conference i think there's um you know talking to some people i think 250 300 people attended the conference um well attended uh, the energy was positive uh, i think people just want to make sure that they are ahead of the trends happening in the space, they're cognizant of how they're providing credit in the market and on the buy side, uh, and also for us on the sell side, that we're understanding, you know, how are deals being looked at and how can we be ahead of those things for our clients uh, on the sell side, understanding the buy side challenges that are there. Excellent. 
Excellent. I think we might want to spend a little bit of time on that last topic that you just mentioned uh, in terms of guidance and and the way we think about uh, how things are unfolding, because obviously we you've got a lot of work going on right now in, in the M&A space and the uh, sell-side advisory side of our business, for sure. It's not like just because you know, we've seen a four to 500 basis point increase in cost of capital that they, it's not like the M&A markets have stopped altogether. Quite the contrary, they haven't. Um, and for those who've built successful businesses that value really highly, there's always going to be a buyer for it. So we can spend a little bit of time on that in just a few minutes, but maybe, you know, to put a bow on the uh, McGuire Woods conference, let's talk a little bit about uh, the panel that you were on. Um, you want to give our audience the insight into uh, what what the panel was all about, some of the free-flowing Q&A that, that you got out of it, and, and sort of what it means to the people in the audience for our podcast here. Uh, sure, yeah. So I sat on the dental and specialty dental panel. Um, you know, on the on the panel, you know, were, um, you know, another uh, transaction firm. We had a uh, private equity-backed DSO and a, in a fairly large emerging specialty platform. Um, so a fairly, you know, uh, good dialogue between all the parties. Uh, you know, the questions rotated around, um, you know, how is the M&A market affected? How is credit being done? What are the deal structure changes we're looking at? Uh, also focused on recruitment issues and retention issues. Um, you know, how, uh, you know, what are the, where are we still seeing the challenges coming into? I know there's a lot of conversations around being a, going from an a, um, employee-driven market to employer-driven market. Um, you know, what sectors of the healthcare industry we're seeing that specifically in dental, uh, what sectors are we, are we not there yet? And then also what are, uh, you know, larger organizations doing to be proactive in their uh, uh, number one retention effort, and then two on uh, the recruitment effort. There's still a, a supply and demand issue as far as um, we start to get into dental assistants, dental hygienist. I think the provider issue, depending on the specialty, is still there. So I think the great dialogues around that and then uh, overall M&A and finance uh, uh, aspects of the deal. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth by any stretch, but would you say, you know, that the um, how can I phrase this question? Maybe like is the is the interest in, in dental, our core market, is the interest um, from an M&A perspective, still uh, incredibly high. I mean, you referenced some optimism about um, the forward-looking aspects of the market, but um, M&A in general, but specifically to dental and specialty dental, is the uh, is the interest still as high as we've seen it historically? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, you know, I think uh, you know, you might have mentioned a couple of weeks back, Perrin, that uh, you know, obviously some softening in the market. So I think some of that is 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 true and. Uh, it's there. Uh, that said, I think what a lot of the dialogue at the conference rotated around is the right practice, the right partner. Uh, so, um, and I'll try to paraphrase some of the things that, that were mentioned. And I thought it was a great podcast you did with you know, Mark Costas is, you know, uh, as we're coming out of 2021, um, you know, I think there was a buying frenzy or a, you know, a lot of transactions going to market. And um, you know, uh, you know, deals that may not have been clean uh, still were part of the transaction. Uh, as we go into 2023, um, you know, people that have built good businesses are still getting great valuations in the space. Um, you know, we have, as, as you mentioned earlier on this podcast, we have uh, several deals in market um, getting good traction. Uh, 
Um, and, and that's because we've been working with those clients um, over the last year to, to prep them up for the market. Um, and, it, you know, just to kind of, you know, put things out there, you know, we've been talking about the cost of capital impact for the last, I think, nine months. Um, you know, we saw this in Q4 of last year and, and you know, started talking about a 250 to 400 basis points jump in pricing and how that's going to impact valuations and structures. Um, well, you know, it, it's, it's impacting in two folds. And, you know, one, it's impacting in the fact that cost of capital is four, 400 basis points average higher uh, in 2023 versus 2022 or 2021. Um, and that, you know, a $100 million check, that's uh, an extra $4 million in interest expense. Um, I think, um, you know, we're seeing um, that impact fixed charge coverage ratio for lenders. Uh, I know we talked about that a couple of years ago on, you know, how that's looked at or how that's calculated. But also, uh, I know in, in your podcast, many times you mentioned that, the, you know, the, the turns of uh, leverage are, you know, half to one turns less on deals. So you have, you have multiple issues, right? You have, uh, you know, if you think about pricing compression, in a, in a lending side, on a hundred million dollar check, you have four percent, uh, four million dollars higher in interest expense, which obviously impacts your uh, funded debt to EBITDA. Now, on the other side, you know the underwriting's taken down by half a percent to one percent. Uh, I'm sorry, half to one turn less on a multiple debt to EBITDA. So um, you have to be selective. It doesn't mean deals aren't happening. Deals are happening, um, and and that's why we've been talking to our clients over the last year to really prep the business correctly for market. Think about uh, you know, best practices, you know, what are they doing for same store growth? Uh, what kind of equity role they're thinking about? What kind of, what is the right partner for them um, as they're thinking about going to market? And if, you know, what we're experiencing is if we have uh, clients that are, uh, you know, prepped for what the market's looking for, they understand the economics of their business. And of course, we've been working with them for over a year to, to get them ready for market. They understand uh, what their vision is, what they want out of their business first, and how the other parties align with their business and how they align with their businesses, I think they're able to find the right partner. Um, and if, if you can find the right partner on your side and the, the, the private equity or DSOs can find the right um, business on your side, uh, you, you're still getting good valuations because there's a mutual attraction to find the right deal, the right partner. Um, and um, you know, even with the, the market conditions, the pricing conditions there are, um, there, there's ways to structure deals uh, that allow our clients to get uh, good valuations, um, get the better structure. Again, we've always focused uh, since our inception in 2021, the structure beats price. Um, I think that's becoming uh, you know, fairly prevalent now as far as people start thinking about, okay, how do we you know, look at uh, valuation, uh, valuation and structure to maximize this, you know, this change in economic conditions over the next 12 months, and then but be positioned for the turn, right? I mean, if we look at pricing conditions over the last 30, 40 years, then we, we kind of have this curve that goes up and it goes down. Um, so yeah, you know, we might be at the curve that's going up or at the top, maybe in the next six months, but that's at some point as you know we achieve the uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 benchmarks that the Federal Reserve has uh, looked for, and we start to see the the CPI go down to exactly where they want it to be, uh, we're going to start to see a softening in pricing. And once we start to see softening prices, you're going to start to see increased, uh, uh, um, you know, a demand for uh, aspects out there. Now, what is not known that we're going to probably see that should help our our process as far as uh, overall, this, you know, the things we want to achieve as far as economic conditions. And I think we're on October 30 here. 
So student loan payments have restarted in the market. So that's going to have an impact. And we talked about that in our podcast earlier, as far as how that's going to impact consumer spending. So we are going to see some level of consumer spending slow down because of the student loan payments being enacted. But that said, we're also going into Q4, uh, which is typically a high spending quarter. So you know, how is that going to balance each other out in Q4? We don't know. We, we don't have the data yet. Uh, but you know, that should have a, a you know, credit card debts are going up to some level on the consumer side. Um, so, you know, all these factors are going to come together in Q4, uh, you know, and hopefully provide everybody a soft landing in Q1, Q2. And as we kind of achieve our, hopefully our CPI index going into next year, then, you know, uh, I am hopeful, optimistic that we should see. And, and I think this is the tone at the market uh, in our in McGuire's conference that we should see some kind of softening going into, um, you know, Q2 middle of um, 2024 as far as pricing. Yeah, I think um, you know one of the one of the things you and I have talked about um, on numerous occasions. It's probably been a little while, but um, you know, as we talk uh, about being the CEO of your business, um, uh, this is especially relative to our consulting clients, but it applies just as much for prospective uh, sell side advisory clients, and that is that you know everybody has a, a historical um uh prevalence to to looking at their business uh, the track record of performance things they've done up to this point it's a really substantial mindset shift to be able to to forecast where the market's going to be what the competitive pressures are and where you want your business to be 6 to 12 months out and we like to say these are always businesses in motion, and that counts for those that are still in the growth phase, but those that are entering the, the go-to-market phase as well. You mentioned earlier that a handful of the transactions we got in market that are high-value high value businesses, very well-run businesses um, that uh, will hopefully have a very successful culmination in the not-too-distant future, you know, those are clients that we've known and worked with for uh, an extended period of time to be able to forecast the right opportunity for them to go to market. And I think for our core audience, whether you're in the process of establishing and building a group practice, expanding it, uh, or starting to turn toward the the exit process, um, it's always uh, of paramount importance not to be thinking about the market right here, right now, today, but where you think the market's going to be in another six to 12 months, because that's, that's, you know, skating to where the hockey puck is going to be, not where it is presently, as Wayne Gretzky would like to say. So as we kind of wrap up uh, our, our episode for today to Walker, this has been a, a wide ranging tour de force as it usually is with you. Um, some concluding thoughts, uh, an outlook, um, key takeaways, things to keep in mind, both for consulting clients as well as um, those looking to enter the market from an exit standpoint in the not too distant future. Any any uh, big picture takeaways or, or you know things you want to put a bow on before we wrap it up? Sure. Uh, yeah, I think um, I kind of go through what we're experiencing just from the conversations we're having and then you know what on the consulting and uh, uh the transaction side how to think about it um so we're seeing you know obviously with the you know i don't think we've talked about it maybe we should be doing a podcast on it as a potential ftc you know final outcome on the um non-compete issue and and hopefully that you know we should see some resolution to that here 
fairly soon. So significant uptick in partnerships for doctors and executive team members. Um, I think as people are thinking about they're not ready to exit or bring on an equity partner or strategic partner, I think you know people are focused on you know within their four walls, and I think that was a significant conversation at the McGuire Woods conference, which is what is happening within our four walls. Uh, what can we do to recruit, retain doctors, executive team members, um, and and focus on growth? We don't want minimal disruption in our businesses, um, and that that's from a a you know large private equity backed you know uh, platform uh, issue to you know to a lot of our clients that are five ten. 15 locations that are building businesses. So I think we're seeing that shift of focusing within the, uh, the walls, within the you know, four walls to what can we do to grow? So um, I, I think as you're uh, looking ahead and we, we always tell people to think about six months, 12 months ahead, you know, what is the planning you're doing to, um, to be ahead of the changes that may be out there in the market? Um, and how are you planning for it? Uh, and that could be starting from, um, you know, Revenue growth, patient uh, acquisition, patient acquisition, not mean acquiring another practice, but patient acquisition, meaning new patient acquisition through marketing. And if that is through acquiring a practice, that's okay. Um, uh, looking at same store improvement. Uh, I mean, you know, again, you know, going into next year, there's going to be some pay raises, labor, uh, uh, labor cost issues going up. How are we ahead of those? Negotiating your, uh, you know, vendors uh, procurement process going in next year. So start thinking six to 12 months out. So when you're there, um, your experience is great, right? So if you're always planning six to 12 months out, um, you know, the market conditions will market conditions will be, but you'll be better prepared than the um, uh, average uh, 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 operator has not thought about it. So that, that's one as far as planning. And in line with that, going into the M&A side, um, as I said earlier, we've got clients that are going to market now. Um, probably majority of them we've been working with them for six months to a year to put them in market now we have some clients that are uh going to market in q1 q2 of next year that we've been working with for about 12 or 18 months already in that process to prep a MIP for that and there, there's you know many things we do to prep a business for sale um it's not just cleaning up their financial statements work with their cpa there's significant issues that we can work on um and then um, you know, start thinking about you know where you want to be uh, as far as evaluation. Where is your um, your your performance today? What is the delta, and 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 how can you position yourself so when you're in market in in Q1, Q2 next year, um, that you have uh, not only the best valuation and the best structure, but you find the right partner that you've been wanting uh, that can that can be your partner for the next five, 10, 15 years. Um, I mean, as we've always said, parent, you know, go to market when you're ready for a partner. Um, you know, don't go to market based on market conditions. Go to market when you're ready for a partner. So that that'd be my takeaway for everyone. Yes, and if you build a, a quality business that um, has a, a healthy, consistent volume of EBITDA, you'll always have a buyer for that. You'll always be rewarded for it. It's uh, it's less about market timing and it's more about the business that you build. And that's the uh, quintessential way that we look at things from a consulting lens first and then uh, an, an M&A advisory lens secondarily. Walker, thanks so much for uh, joining me on the show today. This has been tremendous. I know our audience is better off for your time and i promise it won't be quite as long before we have you back thanks for joining me today man all right thanks everyone
Yeah. So we are uh, going to be, uh, I'm not sure when this episode's going to exactly drop, but we are going to be in Scottsdale next week for our Scaling from Clinician to CEO Summit with Dr. Mark Costas and the Dental Success Institute. And I know that a lot of this will be talk- topic of conversation, whether the podcast drops uh, prior to that conference or afterwards. Uh, so to, we'll have a number of things to probably report back um, when we return from Phoenix. Looking forward to seeing so many of you who are going to be with us there. We do have a few seats remaining, um, depending on when this is going to drop, if you would like to join us. Um, but it ought to be a, uh, a great educational event, very enlightening, and um, maybe a little bit of fun as well. Certainly, we appreciate all of you being in the audience. If you've got questions about anything we covered today or anything M&A related uh, or growth strategy related for that matter, you can drop me an email directly at perrin at polarishealthcarepartners.com. Thanks so much for being a listener and a subscriber. We'll see you on the next episode.